Hi friends, my name is Steve Dickman. I'm president for Outpost Centers International. And this is another in our series of reports on what's happening in Ukraine. As you may recall, it's been a while since we've issued an update report. A lot of stuff has happened. There are more needs that are arising, especially as we face a cold winter in the Ukraine and what has recently happened with the degrading of the power systems and the supply of natural gas to the country, it's, uh, there are going to be some significant challenges there. Our ministries continue to do relief work. They continue to minister to those in need. And we wanted to bring your report and raise your awareness and encourage you to continue to consider Ukraine and the needs of people there as we face this winter. First of all, I'm going to go to Kim Busel, who is president for Adventist Health and also now Advent Relief, a new organization. They're working very closely together. And Kim, give us an update about what's happening in Kahul, that's in Moldova, and how things are going there and what some of the current needs are. Good morning, Steve. It's been great to be on the call again and to hear what folks are continue to be involved in to serve our friends, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and the surrounding countries. We're just in Kahul, just got back a little bit ago. And I'm happy to tell you that the medical work and the dental work there is continuing. We have two ambulances that we've been using to go out and do mobile clinics in the rural areas. Again, both for the Ukrainian refugees and for the Moldovian folks. Some folks have so little resources that even though they're only maybe 30 kilometers from Kahul, they don't have the bus fare to get into the city so they can get proper medical or dental care clinics. These mobile clinics have been a real blessing, a real encouragement to them. The last three weeks, we've had folks, volunteers, doctor, nurse, and a dentist from England, from the UK. And they've been given the work of just a tremendous shot in the arm. Uh, when we went over, we brought a portable x-ray unit for dental care. And that's been allowing our dentists that come over to give more comprehensive care and to have a better picture of what they're dealing with. We have an appeal out for any dentist that would like to come on board, whether you could volunteer three weeks or three months or whether you want to spend a year. We have some friends, Caring Hands International, and they're willing to put up a kind stipend of $750 a month for a dentist that would go from anywhere in the world. And of course, we provide housing, food, and that type of accommodation. More recently, as some of our refugees have grown older, we found ourselves involved in giving, providing another service, and that is of hospice care, of helping people be as comfortable as possible as they make preparations for their last few days in this world. That's a ministry we hadn't really thought we'd see ourselves to be involved in, but we want to be there to help and to bring encouragement and comfort in just any way we can. And as you've mentioned, Steve, it's going to be a very cold winter. When we were there together with, with Abel and Daria, we spoke about what they're facing as the freezing temperatures start to arrive. And to be honest, nobody knows how they're going to stay warm this winter. They're in a very precarious situation. So we've been talking about the idea of trying to provide donors that would provide blankets to keep people warm. We can't send propane. We can't send heating fuel, but we might be able to send blankets. And so the team is there. The work continues and we're expanding as we have the resources and the personnel to give more service. 
Thank you, Kim. I appreciate that update. And uh, we'll just be praying that the Lord will guide us and that he'll continue to bless the work happening there. Marcus, you're going to bring us a report from, from Marcus here on what's happening with the work that is being done with the frontline medical vehicles and that kind of thing. Marcus, give us a report about the current situation and what's happening there. Okay, let me pick it up where we talked about blankets. We have a donor in the States who wants to send woolen blankets. Now, how do they get to Ukraine? We are in the process of getting our vehicles ready to be transferred into Ukraine. And we offered to take woolen blankets in any quantity they wanted to provide to take them with us. Our vehicles should then be placed in a central place. We found a, a spot where we can park them. There they should be prepared. They will be repainted white. They are army green now. We don't want to be mistaken for an army vehicle. And we will also send a container full of medical equipment equipment, apparatus, beds, whatever goes into a clinic that has been donated as well. A promise of a big donation will enable us to purchase all these things in Turkey and we will send the container to that same place where the vehicles are. There we will get them all furnished and once they are ready then we deploy them inside Ukraine and by that time we will see where the needs are biggest. So that's what we are at the moment. We are also rebranding our vehicles or branding them. We're getting stickers this weekend, and then we will post some more pictures so people see what our vehicles look like. Okay. Thank you, Marcus. I appreciate that. That's a blessing. We also want to bring in a little update right now on what's happening at your camp. Our project there to help the orphans has been ongoing over a period of months now. And the building to house these orphans and give them warm places to shower and a warm place to do their laundry has come just at the right time. The showers and the laundry portion of the building are nearing completion as winter draws on. And uh, we'll be showing a short video clip of some of that so you can see what's happening there. We are almost done. We bought all the materials for the roof and built a metal structure. We are 18% done laying bricks on the second and third floor. Also did the electricity and finished the plastering on the second floor. Next week we are getting ready to do the underfloor heating. Installed two new furnaces and two hot water stations and new toilets for our children. They just work. All that's left is to put up the walls. Prepare the room for washing machines. Put in your lockers for changing clothes. Children will be able to control the temperature in the shower. The water is already flowing, too. We have $15,000 left to start using the building. We need to put windows on the second and third floors. It won't be long until the kids can shower and live happy in warm rooms. You can support us at yourcamp.in.ua. 
on the campus of your camp in southwestern Ukraine near Chernivtsi. It is in the safe western part of the country, relatively safe at this point. It has had to adapt and it has seen changes over the last several months since the war started in the eastern part of the country where there's still conflict going on. The camp has converted itself from a church camp into an orphanage where they have taken on upwards of 160 children from three orphanages that have closed in the eastern part of the country. And that number uh, varies and it changes, but the children, as I have experienced during my two weeks here, are very content, they are happy, their life is full, they have entertainment in, in terms of music, they have bikes that have been donated, skateboards, they have courtyards to play in, the football soccer field that will entertain uh, many children, young and old. And I have seen through the generosity of others, the toys, the clothing, the food, and other gifts that have come to this camp to meet their ongoing needs. And the enrollment is likely to grow because there are another 100 plus orphans looking for housing. And once the construction is complete, that is underway. I think it's in excess of 15,000 square feet of four-story building that will have offices, it'll have dormitory rooms, meeting rooms, and the most important is the shower and bathroom facility, which I can verify is much needed at this point in time. It will allow them to expand, it allow them to uh, con continue to adapt, and I've just been impressed by the young people that are volunteers here, their lives have been changed. They've been drawn here by the Lord to serve and to uh, give and lend a hand and uh, give a hug and a squeeze to these young children. I've just been blessed to have been a part of this for a few weeks. I intend to be here for a few more weeks and I'll just see what my role, how it changes. I've uh, helped with lame block. I've uh, chopped wood. I've helped with the children in their activity room. I've helped in the cafeteria. And next week I'll begin teaching English to the uh, counselor. So I'm looking forward. The Lord keeps opening up doors and uh, it's an exciting time here at your camp. I know they are in needs of additional funds to complete the project. Uh, they have funds to see it through to about 50%, but there's additional funds needed to complete it. So uh, your gifts and prayers are certainly welcome. You can contact the camp uh, through the information that will be provided. And that project, though, is, is being more needed now than ever before, as they're being requested to take additional orphans into their camp there and to provide for them throughout the winter. And so we're just encouraging you to be generous with the Your Camp project. And as we try to help get this building completely closed in and winter ready, it's essential that we do that soon. And uh, they're needing probably another 75 $80,000 to finish all the buttoning up of that building and have it really winter tight as they go into the winter there in Ukraine. So please be generous with that. Share this with your friends as well. 
We want to just make mention of the work of Build and Restore as the work continues there in Ukraine. They're reaching out, transporting goods, keeping their vehicles on the road is one challenge. As you can imagine, with the many challenges in Ukraine, keeping a vehicle running and on the road is one of those. We would just encourage you to be generous if you have an interest in keeping those vehicles running and transportation happening for the goods and services that need to happen to minister to our refugees there. Many of our OCI ministries are facing this winter with a great deal of uncertainty. We think of the Our Home Ministry, which is there and ministering to refugees in the heart of Ukraine, not far removed from where the conflict continues to be a challenge. So we would encourage you to pray for our ministries there, Bob Top, Health Food, Fusion, and ministering to the needs of people. Thank you, OCI Reports viewers, for your help in the past eight months. Because of your donations, we've been able to serve people in Energodar area of Ukraine. Our network of volunteers continue food distribution to six towns and many villages. These people you are seeing now are receiving food packages and we are loading this car to deliver food to remote locations. We are also running different health and spiritual programs for people and preparing new services. There is a huge harvest of grapes in our region this year and we bought these grapes using your donations to make grape juice which you are going to see in a moment. Now I'd like to share our blessing with you. My name is Alexandra Lunyov. We are a small family-run ministry. But God has opened doors for us to rent this large storage facility, which would have been impossible in peaceful time. You can see a watch guard house here and a staff housing. Here you can see spacious facilities. We are going to have a bakery here. You see it needs renovations, but nothing fancy is necessary. Here is, you can see wheat and flour. And now let's go to the production area. Here we have 20 tons of soybeans. Again, it is here because of your donations. This soy supply will help us serve several towns. We produce tofu, soy sausages and spreads. We also bought 10 tons of flour here and have more in another location. These are refrigerated rooms. We have 3,000 one-liter jars of tomato juice and 3,000 liters of grape juice that we've made. This winter is going to be hard here, so we are glad to have these reserves. But we still can store 8,000 more jars here. Again, I'd like to thank you for your financial support all these months. We've been able to get necessary equipment to feed people. We've bought more than 20 tons of soybeans, grains, more than 30 tons of wheat. We have an opportunity to rent this storage you've just seen, so we are well prepared for winter. But we have one more need, and it is a transportation. Before the war, we shipped our products to 189 locations in Ukraine, but we used delivery companies. We do have one van that you've seen in this video, but now we are serving six towns with no delivery companies present. These towns are located between 100 to 200 kilometers from us, and we urgently need a newer van. You should know that we are not only delivering food, but also running health and spiritual programs. We need a reliable van because it is difficult to get servicing here once it breaks. 
A reliable van would cost anywhere from 12 to 15,000 US dollars. And we are appealing for your help in this project. You can make tax-deductible donations through Outpost Centers International. Thank you for your continued support for people of Ukraine and Adventist ministries run by laymen. In the Zaporizhia region there, around the largest nuclear plant, and some of the most intense fighting that occurred is still distributing food and goods to people. What a blessing to have these ministries operating on the front lines, still distributing food and distributing uh, supplies to those who are most needy at this point. So that's another one of our ministries there that's working hard to keep as much relief as possible flowing to the local people. And again, we just thank you today for taking time to watch this update. We invite you to go to our website, outpostcentersministries.org, and to be generous with the work in Ukraine. And we would also invite you to share this report with others. Like I said, it's been a while since we've done one of these. We're going to try to probably get back on track here and send a few more out to keep people informed about what's happening and some of the needs there. Share this report with your friends. Continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine and be as generous as you can. May God bless you. This is our report from the Ukraine. Thank you.